Rashi cites the Midrash that Leah's eyes were rakut because she was crying, uh, specifically because she was crying because she would go to Esav rather than Yaakov. In general, uh, I think we have focused on the her distaste for Esav as opposed to her attraction to Yaakov. But I think that the best explanation of Leah crying literarily is to oppose it to the scene when Yaakov first meets Rachel. Uh, Yaakov kisses her and cries, whereas Rachel does not cry. So if we look at the Medrash as contrasting Rachel's lack of crying with Leah's crying, it makes sense that Leah is crying because of her frustration about Yaakov having been attracted to Rachel before her. The truth is that throughout their marriage, it says that Yaakov loved Rachel more than Leah, but it never says that Rachel loved Yaakov more than Leah. The only real clue we have to Rachel's emotions uh, in the marriage is when she says to Yaakov, Havalivanim habim ayin meisanochi, in which case, which, to which Yaakov responds, Atachat halukimani, and um, it's not at all clear um, what that means other than, it seems, Rachel saying that the relationship with Yaakov is not enough to sustain her. But it's also possible to um, suggest, as some Rishonim do, that Rachel suspects Yaakov of not wanting to have children with her because he loves her for her beauty, as opposed to wanting to build a bias Neman Bisrael with her, which is why Yaakov reacts so angrily, because Yaakov, in fact, does love her, um, but not clear how well Rachel understands that. The question then is whether there's a reason that um, Rachel is less attracted to Yaakov than Leah, or that Leah is more attracted to Yaakov than Rachel. Um, so we can point out there's another suggestion by the uh, Mormon science fiction author and great midrashist uh, Orson Scott Card that the reason Leah's uh, eyes are rakot is because she reads. Now there is a certain uh, suspicion of anachronism uh, wondering how much writing is going on in the ancient Near East at that time and amongst uh, in that culture. But let's take it as a given. Um, what we can say is that um, the women uh, in the extended family of Terach uh, seem to be, um, seem to have roles. Um, and I've suggested that that's why Avraham uh, insists that Yitzchak marry a wife from his family as opposed to the uh, women of Canaan, uh, who perhaps are just um, have no independent roles and exist only as uh, subordinates to their husbands. Um, and Avraham had the benefit of a genuine partner in Sarah, and he wants Yitzchak to have the same benefit. And then perhaps that's why the uh, daughters of Canaan are Moras Ruach to Yitzchak and Rivka, uh, it's easy to say it's the incense of a Zara, but um, I wanted to suggest that it's because they are simply ciphers. They um, they play no role. They play no role at all. Perhaps there were two kinds of roles women could play in the family. Uh, one was the role of shepherdess, and that's the role played by apparently by Rivka and by um, Rachel, and that involves going out uh, and working. And the other, um, the kind played by Sarah, which is to play an equal um, intellectual role, and perhaps you graduate from one to the other, but obviously the interesting thing is that Leah play, um, doesn't play the, the shepherdess role, so if the family runs through, we expect Leah to play some other kind of role, but we don't see it explicitly. So here's a perhaps radical thesis. Um, 
Although Lavan is built up in Midrash, um, as this really evil person, or at the very least, um, with the um, anagram of Arami Ramoy as the great trickster, but the truth is we don't see Lavan as being very clever in any of his interactions. And all the Midrashim focus on the role of Rachel in the substitution uh, and that she allows it to happen, but they also have to account, as the first Midrash does, um, that Leah has to go along as well, and that it's unlikely that Levan would want to engage in this deception unless Leah wanted him to. Um, more than that, uh, Leah has um, seven years to get married while Yaakov is working for Rachel, and if she gets married to any of the other men around, then the deception is unnecessary. So it seems plausible to argue both that Leah was eager to be substituted for Rachel, and that the entire plan um, was Leah's. And if we want to work with the notion that Leah is somebody who functions intellectually, perhaps Leah is the one who suggests to Levana that afterwards he can use this claim of we don't give the uh, the, el- the younger before the elder, uh, even and perhaps she even understands how that will play psychologically on Hanyakov's uh, history, um, even though in this particular case, it's not as, uh, first of all, the younger had been given before the elder in agreement, and secondly, um, there's really no reason other than her choice that Leah is still available at this stage. Rivka sends Yaakov um, because she wants him to have a, uh, a, to find a wife that's like her. But now the interesting question is, do the daughters Rachel and Leah know that that's the kind of wife that Yaakov wants? Perhaps uh, well, Rivka took the um, Rivka took the the leap to go with um, Eliezer. They're not so enthusiastic about going with Yaakov to a place where women don't have the same role, as witnessed by Esau's relationship with his wife. Uh, we could argue that the reason that um, Rivka is willing to go with Eliezer is that Eliezer responds uh, to her act of Chesed by saying, "Yes, that's what I was looking for." And so she uh, assumes that there are shared values because the right, Eliezer is looking for a uh, for a strong, independent uh, woman with um, with values that will uh, that will play a role in who find who is who is active. But Yaakov kisses Rachel without any evidence of her having any qualities other than beauty, and so Rachel has no reason to trust that this marriage is going to leave her space to be who she wants to be, and so she's not enthusiastic about it. Maybe, in fact, um, she needs Yaakov to demonstrate uh, his, his worthiness. So maybe the reason that Yaakov apparently spontaneously suggests to Levan, I will work seven years um, for Rachel, is that he knew that that's what it would take to convince Rachel to be willing to marry him. Now, why would that be? Um, so aside from what we've uh, suggested before, it could also be uh, in the Midrashic world, and I have to decide how much that fits in or, is in, uh, right, or flows out of the Pshat, Yaakov is coming from Yeshiva. And so it's pretty standard for uh, someone now to say, right, if you're in that universe, to say, well, I want to pr- show me that you can work first before I am willing to marry you. And so everything that is done is done with um, Rachel's, Rachel's um, initiative in, in, um, originally, and then uh, the shift is done by Leah, but maybe not so much opposed yet by, um, 
Barachel, who is not entirely convinced that uh, Yaakov truly loves her. Now, Yaakov does consult with his wives before uh, leaving Lavan, and he tells them um, his dream, and he seems to consult with them as partners. Um, but they have to worry that maybe Yaakov will do that while he is still in a culture where that is standard. But when they, um, when they get to Israel, uh, perhaps Yaakov will change. Perhaps the really interesting question is, how will Yaakov raise their daughters? So the last point I want to make this week is that Dina, first of all, is given a name without an etymology. And secondly, she goes out Lirot Bivno to Aretz. Now, Lirot Bivno to Aretz seems likely to be a play on words that she goes out Lirot with an Aleph to see, as opposed to Lirot with an Ayin to be a shepherdess. So she's not given the role that uh, her grandmother and uh, her aunt played. Um, and I wonder if the role Dina isn't actually a reference to playing an intellectual role. And that's what Leah had intended for her, which is, the, um, which is what the real basis for the name is. But we only report the names that come true. Um, Dina, despite Leah's hopes, perhaps is not raised by Yaakov in that manner where she can, uh, where she can play the the role of the role that Sarah played and the role that Rivka played as an um, played as an adult, and given neither the physical task of being Roetzon nor the intellectual task, uh, Dina rebels and everything goes down from there.